welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate, and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose, and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network Podcast. I'm your host, Molly Pompadith, and today I have a very special guest. Her name is Elaine Gibson. Elaine Gibson is an extraordinary woman and has become a dear friend to me. Um, She has been cited as one of the world's top 10 natural cancer survivors by Extreme Health Radio. In fact, she was named number four. Having beaten stage four cancer without traditional protocols, Elaine shares her hard-won lessons for living a clean, healthy, and natural lifestyle. Once she began making healthy changes, she lost 28 pounds and dropped four to five sizes. Today, Elaine is a published author, sought-after motivational speaker, workshop facilitator, private coach, and a green juicing, loving grandmother. For the last several years, as the co-founder of Renewed Living, she has trained and coached high-achieving men and women in a new way of approaching their lifestyles by harnessing the power of positive intention to create an extraordinary life and regain their zest and step into their own versions of extraordinary. Thank you, Elaine, for being with us. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and I'm thrilled and very excited to spend this time with you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, before we dive right into what Renewed Living is all about, I want to share your story. We love storytelling here on our podcast. And one thing that I would really like for our audience to learn more about is, you know, when you first got diagnosed with and hearing stage four cancer, what was your immediate, what did your body do? What did your emotions do? And then what uh, allowed you to activate and have a different dialogue with yourself to, you know, to basically seek a new way of um, facing cancer and surviving? Well, um, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Okay. When I got the diagnosis that I had stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, it was a recurrence and it was well over a year past my five-year mark when my medical team told me this was not coming back. So when they told me after my um, being my own advocate, seeing my um, the changes that were happening in my body, and we finally got to it, my oncologist called me and, and gave me the news. My immediate reaction was, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> wow. You said no more tests, no more nothing. This isn't coming back. And now you're really telling me that you're not sure that I'm going to live to see my grandchildren grow up? Mm. So after I had that talk with myself, I went into game mode because it's what I do. Is Don't we feel like we can solve everything? <laughs> Nevin and I were, uh, actually it was the day before Nevin and I were leaving for vacation. First vacation we'd had in two years. So I canceled the vacation. Took me four hours to convince the airlines that I wasn't lying for them to give me 
um, for them to give me a refund. And uh, two days later, I was on a plane to um, to go to a treatment facility that was in Mexico. It was the only thing I knew at the time. So that was my reaction. Like, are you kidding me? This is not what you told me was happening. Mm. And yeah, I mean, Malia, I did what any respectable Jewish grandmother from New York would do. I fired her. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I mean, it's crazy. The, the journey was just nuts. I came home and I had this, be- I had this beautiful um, hand needlepoint uh, rug, area rug in my living room. It looks like Monet's garden. And I fell to my knees and I looked up and I said, okay, God, this is absolute truth. I said, okay, God, I know that I'm not going to die. This is not what you have planned for my children. Just tell me what you want me to learn. Don't ask me why I did that. I mean, you know, we know that we're just taking where we're supposed to go. So that that's how the journey began. Wow. What was the experience like in Mexico? When you were going well, through treatment, and what what did treatment look like for you there, and how does that how did that carry you through what you learned there, what you went through in terms of your lifestyle moving forward? Well, um, I went to a um, a center, and people always ask me what it is. It's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I actually chose that center that, that um, place because they did do what's called low-dose chemotherapy, IPT, and that's really what I felt that I, I wanted to do. Would I do it today? I'm not convinced, but it's what I knew then, and I didn't know any place in the States that did it. It was like a movie set for a deserted area. Mm. <laughs> it was insane. Mm. Outside, outside of Rosarita Beach, and it's about an hour below Tijuana. And I actually felt pretty safe there. I don't think I really realized how sick I was and and how dire my situation was. And it was busy morning, noon, and night. I don't know how many hundreds of supplements I took a day. We had far infrared saunas that I sat in. We had food. It's not the way I eat today, but it was it was clean. It was it's not the way I eat today. We had um, hyperbaric oxygen. I had ozone encephalation. And I will tell you that it was rectally. This is not any place for anybody to be modest or mm-hmm. <laughs> embarrassed on this journey. I um, had IVs every single day, whether they were vitamin IVs or the low-dose uh, therapies. I had uh, developed a very intense um, bout of shingles on my mid area. So I had um, light treatments two or three times a day. I mean, it was from morning till night. Everybody was walking around with IV poles and, and yes, it was, at least the weather was nice. I mean, if I had been shut in and it was... (laughs) It was snowing and raining. I probably would not have reacted the same way. But everybody was wonderful and caring. And, you know, some days were better than others. I was literally, from my neck to my groin, 
filled with disease. When I got there, um, my lungs were so filled with fluid that um, I was progressively coughing more and more. And I was coughing so much that um, that I had to go to the bathroom all the time because, you know, it happens when you cough a lot. So I, I'm being real because there's no there's no um, gift to the story if the reality is covered up. And um, Nevin came down for about three days. We went to the uh, the Universal Studios where they filmed the Titanic, and that was a nice day. And then he left, and then I was back to myself. It was it was pretty lonely. Mm-hmm. They had they did have this was 2008 February 2008. So they did have internet, and and I could speak to my kids and to Nevin. My kids are now, Marlo is 48 as we talk, and and Seth is 46. So this was eight years ago, nine years ago. And I got emails of drawings from my grandchildren, and they kept me going, although everybody was scared. But it was a lot of things that don't get done here. Now more and more they do. But it was an interesting place to be. I am somebody who grew up in the middle of New York City, so this was really an interesting place to be. Mm-hmm. But I had faith, and, and I did everything that um, I knew to do. Now, how long were you there, and what was your journey like when you came home? I was there for three weeks, and I came home. And I came home on a Thursday, and Nevin and I were... Uh, on our way to the pharmacy to CVS to pick up the salve for the shingles. And when we came came out and sat in the car, you know, you and I both have long hair, and you know how you can put your hand through your hair? Yeah. And sitting in the car in the dark of that Friday night, my hair came out in my hands. Mm. And people do not lose their hair with low-dose chemotherapy. They just don't. But I was so sick that it was just my body was just it reacted in a way and we sat there and and my hair just came it's one of the reasons I still wear my hair so long at my age I I don't want to let it go (laughs) but it came out it came out in in my hands and it was the first time that I saw Nevin physically react to the journey I mean you know him he's so strong he's so quietly strong and he was horrified and, um, you know, we cried that night. Obviously, we cried a lot together. That Monday morning, I called my best friend, Roberta. And I said, uh, Roberta, I lost my hair over the weekend, and I'm going to get it shaved, and I'm going to get a wig. This was now spring break, and Marlo was in Florida with the kids, and so she couldn't come up and, and come with me. So Roberta said, I'm at work. I'm out of here. What time do you want me? It's what we do, right, Molly, for our friends? We we drop everything. That's right. And we were at this place in um, Fairfax, and here's something that's very telling, although we didn't didn't realize it at the time. That was one of the strongest days of my life. Tell me more. Well, I don't even know how to explain it. We didn't cry. We We laughed. We, I mean, we've been friends for 40 years at that point. And um, 
we uh, we we were laughing about some of the things and the crazy adventures that we had had together. And Roberta's husband, Roberta's son, Evan, who was actually an usher when Evan and I got married. That's how close our families are. <clears throat> he um, wears his 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 look is is bald. And Roberta looked at me and she said, you look like Evan. And we just <laughs> laughed and laughed and laughed. And we just never really, it never dawned to us. The reality of dying was not, was so far removed that it was never dealt with. Interesting. Just keep, you know, what's the expression? If you're going through hell, keep going. Right. <laughs> Get through <laughs> it. Keep going. Yes. Right. Wow. Well, I am so, uh, I know that, you know, we, we try to make things light and happy and fluffy all the time, but that's just not the reality of life. And I appreciate that you shared the details of this journey because there are plenty of women who are struggling every day to even move because this is such a, a huge battle. And the fact that you're with us today, the fact that you're healthy and living this incredible lifestyle, um, it's very courageous and brave and you've been through hell. And I'm, I'm grateful that you, you know, kept going, walking through it to, to the other side. So that with that said, I appreciate you sharing that story. And I would love for you to have just a few minutes to talk to the women who might be going through this, but more more than just the women going through this or and men going through this, um, the loved ones you know, like Nevin and your children, um, you know, what, what are some words of, I guess, inspiration you can, you can share? What an interesting point you bring up. And nobody has ever asked me that before. Hmm. Interesting. Well, of course you would. That's who you are. Here's the thing. And even, <clears throat> even in my situation, when I was here, you know, I came home and I found, I, I mean, I was not getting any better. And I found a place called Natural Horizons Wellness Centers in Fairfax. So um, in September, I started with them. And that was after I found ionized water when everything started, you know, getting in control. And I would come home from treatment and still be concerned about what Nevin was going to have for dinner. He wasn't concerned about it. The most difficult part is surrendering and putting on our own oxygen mask. This was right around the uh, Jewish holidays. It was September. My daughter Marlo is, is local here, and she always has something on Rosh Hashanah Eve. And I it was about... 4.30, and I was getting ready and getting dressed, and I just started crying. And Nevin said, what's the matter? And I said, I'm so tired. I can't go. And, I mean, you know, you know me. There's nothing, nothing that stops me from being with my family. I mean, I have been known to drive an hour to watch a grandchild bob for apples, be in a <laughs> Halloween parade, and turn around and come home and watch it in D.C. traffic. I mean, that's who I am. That's and I called Marlo, and I said, Marlo, I just can't come. I'm so tired. And Mali, she said, thank you, Mom. And we cried. You know, she said, thank you. Just take care of yourself. 
And the thing is that anybody who is going through this with somebody, you know what, it doesn't have to be cancer, it's anything. Um, find a way to relieve them of their perceived responsibilities to take care of you because it's really caregivers that tend to find themselves in compromised health situations. Right. And um, don't even talk, don't even really have a long conversation, you know, just step up to the plate. And I, I, I say this very seriously and, and um, with a lot of emotion in this, step up to the plate and just take that caring for everybody else away from them and find out what they need. And don't ask, don't ask questions, just do it. No discussion, honey, how can I help you? Whether, you know, whatever it is, just step up to the plate and take over and take that away because the most important thing is for anybody, whether it's going through something as horrifying as I went through or even a bad day or a bad period, just step up to the plate and, and be the giver, not the receiver and help the, help them receive because the most important thing is self-care. You know, before we got on, I said to you, I'm sitting here and I've got some candles lit and because self-care is just for our time together. Self-care is very um, overlooked and put on the back burner and it needs to come front. It needs to come front and center and we need to find a way to stop crazy being our new normal. Hmm. Well, that's a perfect transition into uh, what you and your life purpose is today, what, what you're focusing on. So I want to kind of um, turn this corner here and talk a little bit about what is renewed living, um, you know, in terms of the business, but also the lifestyle, the lifestyle that you and Nevin have created for yourselves and then sharing that with others. So can we step into this for a moment and just have you share with us what what is renewed living what is your business and your life purpose all about because to me they're one and the same they are yes we we talk our walk we don't walk our talk <laughs> which is a really really big difference well um it occurred to us that we had been given this gift, you know, we, we never really know what our gifts from the universe are, what kind of bow they're tied in. You know, I, I continue even today, it's like, why, why am I living with something that people don't live with? And we take this very, very seriously. So in the beginning, I thought I was here to help people. I thought I was here to wipe out cancer and, you know, which I would, would adore to do. And I'm, Feel like I'm helping doing it, but in a different way. I thought I was really here to to work with people that are in a health crisis and and help them through, which which I do. But it has evolved, and as I've evolved, and and as I found raw foods and and green juices, as you mentioned, and really understand that 
um, the evolution of renewed living is really all about helping you renew the promises and the vows that you've made to ourselves. We have such aspirations and I'll do it here and I'll do it then. And when this happens, that can happen. But we want to have you get to such a high level of yourself uh, internally and externally that you are in a position to finally embrace these promises that we make to ourselves and the vows that we make to ourselves. We really want to help you renew those. And it keeps us going morning, noon, and night. And we have done it by taking everything that we learned and everything that we do every minute of every day and we are diligently working on and creating proven, taking our proven practices and putting them into processes so other people can use our lessons. And it's really all about helping you become your absolute most extraordinary best self. And I don't know how we got, I don't know how the word extraordinary came, became our mantra, but I guess it was one of those downloads that we get when we get, when we take care of ourselves and meditate and get quiet. But that's really what we're all about. Now, when you talk about extraordinary living, since that word came up, what does that really mean? What's your definition of extraordinary living? You touched upon it briefly just now, but you know, when you, when you work with clients and you go and you do your events and you're speaking in front of a group and you say, um, you know, how having us define it for ourselves, of course, but what does it mean to you? Extraordinary living and the concept of extraordinary living made easy, which is, which is what we, le- we believe it needs to be and should be, is creating a lifestyle where all areas of your life are looked at and are functioning at the highest levels possible. I believe that the overwhelm that we all experience, this is why you know I said, how did crazy become the new normal, is not from a, a heavy workload, it, it's from the yo-yos. We get nuts by the yo-yos in our lives. We can come home from a fabulous, event or talk or day or whatever. And you, and when you come in and you walk in and maybe your bedroom's a mess, maybe, maybe you've got five days worth of clothes that are still lying there. That, that place, and I'm, well, I may be exaggerating for some, but some go, oh yeah, I know what you mean. But that's an example of an area of your life that needs to be looked at and up-leveled with intention and a, in a process that brings that up. So to me, extraordinary, an extraordinary lifestyle and extraordinary living is creating all levels of your life that meet the standards that you set for yourself and um, all things around you are addressed and looked at through that lens, and we work on them. We actually have a process that we 
we take, we actually assess every area of your life from a one to 10. And, and we have uh, a, like I said, a proven process to up level it slowly and simply and, you know, implement things that, that bring it higher. And to me, extraordinary living is finding that balance. Balance is really hard. I mean, I go to yoga and, you know, everybody in their tree is there. I'll tell you, their legs are a lot higher than mine are. To me, balance is really hard and I'm a dancer, (laughs) but it's finding that balance on purpose with intentions of bringing them to a, to a level that support you in everything that you do. And we bring, we put all those pieces together, whether it's the food you eat, the water you drink, using oils, looking, getting your closet ready, getting your office, really getting rid of everything that doesn't serve you and surrounding yourself with things that are at least a nine or more in the love department and work for me. I spent three days getting rid of things in my office before the new year started that absolutely did not support my feeling of extraordinary. And I have to tell you, Molly, when I got my medical records out of my office, the energy in here changed. Mm. Because every time I would go in to get something that I needed from my supply shelves, there it was on the top. And I thought, no, 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 no. We need to get rid of those. So it's things like that, whether it's, whether it's um, having a kitchen makeover, whether it's learning how to make the mornings function. Mornings can be very challenging when there, are, when there are kids and everybody's trying to get out the door. But we know how to make it extraordinary. And that, to me, is having an extraordinary life, an extraordinary lifestyle. And the most important thing is that it, it becomes second nature. The interesting thing, Molly, is that the things that we work on and, and teach here at Renewed Living there's very little behavior modification. I mean, you're eating anyway. Everything that we we look at are things that you're doing anyway. And that's the beauty of it. And that's why the results come so quickly. Because we just take small, gentle steps that have really big impact. Right. Which is, which is a philosophy that you and Nevin go by is, you know, taking those creating simple solutions to complex problems. So that's exactly what you're talking about there is taking those steps. Simple is best, right? Small steps that over time can change the way that you live, the way that your habits are formed. So as we talk about simple solutions, what is the biggest simple solution you can share? Well, this is my favorite, and this is what people tell me has had the biggest impact on them. I mentioned very um, briefly a couple of minutes ago about raw foods, and I found the Raw Food Institute about two years after I, I had been told that I was clean, so in 2010. Um, and At the end of 2011, I found Lisa Wilson in the Raw Food Institute, and it was a seven-day class here in immersion. And I walked in the door, and she handed me green juice. Molly, I drank green. Now, I've already been told that I was clean, but I was still scared because I hadn't really done much different than I'd done when it came back. You know, I gave up dairy and 
and wheat and sugar, but still I was scared, didn't have a plan. And I drank green juice for two hours. And it was it. <laughs> It was as if my cells were going, oh, well, congratulations, you're finally getting this, Elaine. Wow. <laughs> so as soon as I discovered raw foods, everything changed for me. And I um, I know sometimes people say, Elaine, I, um, this raw food stuff, I don't want to be eating celery all day long. Well, first of all, that's not just what raw foods is, but... Um, uh, and we also know that not everybody is at the same level of raw or even the same uh, personality type for food. So um, we do an assessment and find out how much raw you're ready for. Some people come to me that they're ready for 30%. Some people come to me that they're ready for 50%. I'm probably 90 or 95%. And we have a concept of um, alkalinity. I, on my journey, I discovered that from Dr. Otto Warburg, who was the Nobel Prize for Medicine, it was either in 30 or, 1930 or 31, the connection of, of oxygen and cancer and uh, sugar and cancer. And cancer cannot live in an alkaline and can, cancer cannot live in an oxygen environment. It's an anaerobic cell. And once I understood that, being a dancer and a choreographer, and I had the bigger picture, I was able to reverse engineer it. And I reversed engineered it down to, this is the simplest concept. And that is the old 80-20 rule. And we know that everything is 80-20. No matter what it is, Pareto was absolutely right. So 80% of what goes into your body in any given day needs to be alkaline. So I have um, one question that I live by, no pun intended, and teach, and that is how do I get oxygen and alkalinity into my body today? So 80% of what you put in your body needs to be alkaline. Bringing it down even simpler, the seven most alkaline foods are spinach, broccoli, celery, cucumber, kale, bell pepper, and avocado. Spinach, broccoli, celery, cucumber, kale, bell pepper, and avocado. And I tell people, pick three of these and start to incorporate them into your lifestyle. 80% of what you eat needs to be alkaline. These are the most alkaline. Pick three of those and start to incorporate them into what you do. Do that for a week. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Wow. Could I just have avocado all day, every day? Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. Anyway, thank you so much for that. That was awesome. Well, I do have one more question for you. You call yourself an extraordinary lifestyle designer. And we talked a little bit about the types of things you do. Uh, but what is your favorite thing? What, if you had to pinpoint a favorite thing that you get to do as an extraordinary lifestyle designer, what would that be? What a great question. I love taking the people I work with 
from confusion to clarity. I love helping them find balance. I love helping them eliminate the overwhelm. And I love that they get to customize their journey. So we can start with any part of your life that's out of balance. And we do it, like I said, with the, you know a proven process. We, we call it eating for radiance. So we look at the food you're eating. And let me tell you, even if you're looking at an area in your life that you think doesn't have the food involved, it always does. Because the food that you're putting in your body will drive the way you feel emotionally, physically, energy. Your sparkle in your heart will rise and fall with the food that you put in your body. So we, we have three pieces. We call it eating for radiance. Then we look at lifestyle products and support. And whether it's adding water, whether it's adding oils, whether it's adding things like oil pulling or whatever it is. I teach people how to even just light candles, you know, whatever it is. And then uh, we look at ultimate rejuvenation is, is the ultimate goal. So we literally have a process and a framework, but it's all customized. And that's the thing that I love to do most of. I love to have the tools and the vision to meet somebody exactly where they are so that everything we do works for them, not against them. Right. And That's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. Well, and I love the fact that you and your husband have created this beautiful uh, company uh, together because I think that that's a uniqueness to just the energy of your business. And it's such a personal business model as well. I mean, you're mm -hmm. going into people's homes. You're, you're digging deep into the core of who they are, some of their vulnerabilities, their insecurities. Um, you know, confusion comes from a lot of things, but we know primarily it comes from fear. So you're diving into okay. people's fears, self-doubt, all those things, very personal. And it takes uh, special people to be able to hold a space where, where people do feel that that safe and uh, free to be vulnerable. So it says a lot about the two of you. Um, and okay. we're delighted to have you as a part of the SOAR Community Network because that's exactly the type of space that we want to create for all the people that we get to meet and um, you know want to learn more about what we do and what our consortium of amazing experts do. So can you please share with our audience how people can find you, Elaine? What's the best way to connect with you, find more information about Renewed Living and all the different programs you have to offer? Thank you. Well, our website is www.renewedlivinginc.com, renewedlivinginc.com. And they'll find out um, there's a world of information and tips and ideas. Just sign up and become part of our community. You get a, a nice free book to start to start you off. And there's lots of um, there's lots of recipes and information and ideas how to incorporate things for you. You'll know our schedule where I'll be. 
and the uh, the workshops and and the things that we're running and doing. But there's something for everybody to begin their journey to their own extraordinary meta, whatever it looks like for them. So it's renewedlivinginc.com, and we promise to make it fun. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being um, on our podcast today. I appreciate your time and we look forward to having you back on. And maybe the next time we have you on, we'll just focus on tips and very simple solutions um, in terms of different areas or aspects of, of life so that everybody who's listening can really tap into what extraordinary means for them and live it. Right. Molly, can I just make one quick point before we... Absolutely. Go for it. The whole purpose of Renewed Living is to have you, your listeners, find their extraordinary so that they are in a position to bring their mission and passion and their best work to the world and to the universe, whatever that looks like. Because... When we're not in our magic place, our work suffers, and so does everybody else. And somebody on the other end of the world is waiting for you to get your word out and your information out and your passion out. So it's really, you know, our dream is to have an impact on the world by empowering others to claim their extraordinary so that they can do their best work. And that's really what, you know, I'm a grandmother. I'm 71 years old, years old as we talk. And, you know, that's really what my legacy is to make you your best so that you can have an impact on the world. And that's really what I dream of and what I live for. Thank you. Thank you for being extraordinary. And again, thank you for being a part of our community. We love having you and we love being able to share your gifts with everybody that we know. So we'll have you back and um, you know, just appreciate you. So keep keep doing what you're doing, please, Elaine. Thank you so much. Thank you, Molly. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the Sword Community Podcast. And we really appreciate you for tuning in. And we'll bring some um, great new content your way very soon. So we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soar Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com. 